Potential, potential, potential. Y'all right or not? I'm going to be loud today. What's different? Amen. Nothing, right? Obnoxious. Yeah, all that stuff. Strong message today on potential. God sees your potential. God does not bless when we whine. Boy, I missed you today, son. Did you hear me? I missed you up here playing that guitar. We love you, man. I'm just glad you made it for church right now. Awesome, buddy. God bless you, man. Praise the Lord. We're glad you're here. Praise God. But anyway, uh, God sees our potential, and he, he just not, He's not going to bless you when you whine. He's just not going to do it. But boy, are we good at it. You know, I think Americans are probably the best at it in the whole planet, because that's what you do when you got it good. You can whine, or you can praise the Lord, and you can believe you can make it again. Amen, say. So we're going to talk about it for a couple of weeks. You'll see, I'm not going to give it away yet, but you'll see who we're studying here in a bit in the Old Testament. So potential, it's possible, capable, and well able. Let's push me, buddy. Here we go, Raj. What's the definition of potential? Here's what it is. Possible. That's what the word means. It's possible. Capable and able. Alright? You have potential. Now, I don't have no potential. I can't make it. You are crazy. You have potential. You don't understand. No, I don't understand. And I don't want to ever understand that you don't have potential. I don't, I don't want to ever get to the place when I stop believing that people can make it. You hear me? Yes or no? I don't live like that. I don't think like that. I certainly don't want to think about it myself, nor my family, or my church. So, potential, say it real loud with me. Would you wake up? Now, here we go. Come on, here we go. Say it loud. It is. I am. I am. Who said they were well able in last week's message? Caleb. There were 12 spies, remember? All leaders, all mighty men of, of valor. Courageous men were picked. But we found 10 of them were weak. Weak. And Caleb and Joshua were the only two that said it. And Caleb said it specifically. He said, we are well able to take the land. Amen? I want to be on that side of the table, the well able side of the table. Are you listening to me say? I don't want to be on this side. I ain't able side of the table. I'm going to push away from that. I'm going to get over here and say, I'm on the well able side of the table. Amen? Yes or no? Amen? It's the kind of people I want with me. The kind of people I want in my life. I need people at times to kick me square in the tail and say, get your head up, boy. I love that. You hearing me? Yes or no? So here we go. Let's roll with it. God sees and knows our potential. He knows. He's God. You're not going to fool him with your whining. You understand? And we do that with God. Okay. Can you imagine him in heaven, what he's doing? It's a good thing he's God and I'm not. I'd be zapping people left and right. You're done. Thank God for His mercy and long-suffering. Amen? Come on. A scripture we've had for the last couple of months in series that we've had here at church, and I'll just use it again. It's a very popular verse in the Bible. It's popular with preachers on TV, but they take it and they, they uh, pervert it a lot. They think this verse means that you're supposed to send them your money. That's not what this verse is teaching. The Bible says, Jesus speaking, the thief or the devil comes not for, for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I'm come that you might have what? Life, and that you might have it more what? Abundantly or to the full. 
Jesus doesn't say he came so you get you a new car or get you a fat bank account. That's not what God says there. He came that you could have eternal life. I'm come that you might have eternal life. Satan wants to steal your soul and take you to a devil's hell. I'm come that you might have eternal life. But I'm, I'm come that you might have life to the full right down here. It might not be you got a fat bank account. But it means you got the joy of the Lord. You got hope. You got belief. You got faith. You got happiness. Amen. You got joy in your life. Jesus said, I want to give you that. Amen. So we want to talk about it. We're without excuse, guys. We're without, God says, I see your potential. My son died for you. The Holy Spirit, the living God, indwells you. You have the word of the living God, which will guide you and teach you. So we, we have potential. Amen. Yes or no? Now, if you're here today saying you don't know my story, well, you can just turn me off right now if you want to. Or you can say, Lord, I'm in church. Help me to listen. Help me to believe things right now that maybe I don't even see that I can believe. Please, God, help me. This is God's Word. I have no axe to grind. This is a guy that's talking to you today that's been in the ditch, that knows what it is to feel like I've been run over by a truck, that I've been forsaken. But listen, God is good. And God, God ain't just good today. Well, how was He when you were in the ditch? He was still good. Amen. Say, he has blessed Gary Clark with two R's. I'm telling you. And he is no respecter of persons. He, just, he don't like just tall, good-looking country boys. I'm sorry. Y'all didn't get that, did you? No, no. He, he loves all people, man. You hear me? He believes in you. Say that with me. God believes in me. Say that with me. God believes in me. He believes in me. He thinks I... It's possible in my life. He believes that it's, I'm capable and that I'm well able. The Bible says without this kind of faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For you to say, I don't have potential. For you to say, I can't make it. For you to say, my loved one has died that I love with all my heart and I'm just going to be sad the rest of my life because I can't get my head up anymore. That is not God's will for your life. If someone has walked out of your life or hurt you really bad, you are not to be damned for the rest of your life. That is not the will of God for your life. I'm come that you can have life and that you can have it more abundantly. God sees our potential. Are you hearing me this morning? I know I'm driving this into your head. It's on purpose. I'm trying to do that. Amen. Let's keep looking. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must do what? Must do what? Believe that He is. And He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. So we're just unpacking this morning. But we're getting somewhere. So often, though, we can't see our potential. And I get that. I get. I know what that's like. To not see your potential. Did you know I was driving through that town of Venice the other night after that wedding up on Lido Beach. And I looked over there and saw that strip church. It's right there. Nice church. Strong. Good pastor. But I tell you what, I could never see. I couldn't see us having this down here. I didn't know our potential. You understand, yes or no? Because sometimes you don't, you don't get to see everything. You just don't get to see everything. You get a frame at a time. But it's our responsibility to believe inside that frame. Did you hear me, yes or no? 
But God will take you places. He will do things for you that you could never believe. How many would say, Clark, I was out, man. My life was shot. It looked over. It looked like curtains for me. But God has lifted me up. He's restored me. And here I am today. I'm just like a miracle. Let me see your hand. This is who I am. Isn't that crazy? It's awesome, man. God is able, very well able. And he can see things you can't. Now, listen, here's the deal, though. Stay with me. When we're not for him, when we're not for him, he ain't standing with us. You are smoking stuff. If you think you can live your life any way you want to, indict God, point your finger at him, disbelieve him, and all of a sudden he's just like a bellboy. Ring, ring, help me. That don't fly. He's not going to do it. It's not Bible. You have a whole Old Testament where he absolutely didn't do that at all. Yet Jesus came and he gave his life for you. But you must believe in him. You must. You'll go to hell if you don't. Now, he don't do that. He's a loving God. You have created something in your mind. God is a loving God. But God's a holy God. Did you hear me? And he's a just God. He believes in you, but you must believe in him. Even if it's a tiny little bit, just like that. Jesus said you can move a mountain if your faith is the size of a grain of what? Mustard seed, that's a tiny little old seed. But you must have that. You must have something. You must have faith in Him. So let's go to the Old Testament. We're going to pick up where we're going to go now. Here we go. We're going to unpack in case you think I'm crazy. Here we go. And the children of Israel, we're in the book of Judges. We've been here before. Not long ago we were here with Samson in the book of Judges. What's the book of Judges? Israel, God had blessed them. He brought them out of Egypt. But then they would sin. They would get, like, full of themselves. They would do their own thing. They would turn against God. And God would send a judge to judge them. And they would be judged. And other nations would come in and take them over. And then they would turn back to God. They would repent. That's the whole process of the book of Judges. So here in chapter 6, we see one of those times. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of who? Midian. For how many years? Seven. So, look where doing evil leads. Look where turning from God leads. It leads right here. It leads to oppression from the enemy. Jesus says the thief comes to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. It's your choice, if you want to believe, that it's over. It's your choice, if you want to believe, I can't. It's your choice if you want to wind your way through life. It's your choice if you want to be known as the woman or the man that always tells a sad story. You listen to me. You are responsible. God calls that evil. God calls that evil when you don't believe in Him. When you say, I can't, it's over. He sees that as evil. And that's an oppression from the enemy. He has stolen that from you. Have you lost me? Have I lost you this morning? Yes or no? He's, uh, listen, don't let him steal that. Hell freezes over before he's going to get that from me. You're not going to take my faith. But you've got to believe that. You've got to be determined. But they didn't. And so what happened? They did evil in the sight of the Lord. Proud, arrogant, thought it was about them. Turned from God, worshipped other gods. And God says in His Word, the hand of Midian, the Midianites prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them what to live in? 
dens. Now, this ain't the kind that you house a den. No, 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 no. No, this is a cave. They had to leave their homes, go live in the caves, go live in the mountains, and they had to make strongholds just to survive. Because, see, I know better. I know better than God. I can do it without God. That's what they said. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up. What do you mean, sown? They in the caves, because of their lack of faith in God and doing the right thing. Now they're out of their own homes. They're living up here like animals. They got them little gardens planted, trying to live, trying to survive. The Midianites came up, the Amalekites as well, the children of the east. Even they came up against them in these caves. And they encamped against them and destroyed their what? Their what? Their increase of the earth. It destroyed their gardens. It destroyed their farms. They ain't even going to be able to survive. But they know better, don't they? They didn't believe in God. They turned from Him. And this is what this will get you. And they encamped and destroyed the increase of the earth till thou come unto Gaza. We hear that in the news all the time. Real places, by the way, in your Bible. They left no sustenance for Israel. They took the sheep, they took their ox, they took the donkeys. Gone. That's pretty bad shape, ain't it? Yes or no? Well, see, what does this tell me? It looks curtains for Israel, doesn't it? There's no way they can make it. They're, they're, they're dead in a hammer. It's over. For they came up with their cattle and their tents. The enemy did. They came as grasshoppers. What does that mean for the multitude? Israel would look out their little hole in their cave. And it looked like just grasshoppers out there, man. I mean, the people everywhere. The enemy prevailing against them. For both they and their camels were without what? Without number. And they entered into the land to do what? So it looks like curtains. What is this for us today, Clark? You're driving me up the wall. Well, hang in there. You just might learn something. So, what happens when I turn from the Lord, when I don't believe in Him, when I don't believe I'm able anymore, I don't believe he can help me anymore. I point my finger in his face. I can't believe you let this happen to me in my life. Even though a lot of it's our own doing. Well, for Israel, I'll tell you what happened. They became oppressed. The enemy prevailed against them. They hid in dens and caves. We saw that. Their crops and livestock were stolen. Their land was occupied and destroyed. That's not a happy picture. That's depressing. It. You mean I got up on first Sunday in October to come hear this? That's life without God. I'm telling you, some bad mess is coming down your way. It's coming. Then what you going to do? How many would say, man, I've had some bad mess in my life? Let me see some man. I just, just so that they know I ain't lying. <laughs> There's a bad mess coming down the way. What are you going to do? You're going to believe you can? With God, all things are possible. I'm more than a conqueror. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I am an overcomer. Or are you going to believe you're scum? I'm nothing. I do not matter. I have no value. I can't make it. That's not honoring to God. Especially when you're His child. So potential, it's what we're talking about. But we ain't seen much yet, have we, say? This whole message is depressing. But see, I've read it. I know it gets better. Keep looking. Come on. Look at that joker right there. Look at him. He's positioned for potential. I ain't that crazy about his suit, but I like that. I like the way he's doing right there. That's the way I want to be in life. I want to be on the balls of my feet when trouble comes. I don't want to be like this. You hear me? Yes or no? Faith will get you like this. Faith will get you like this. Lack of faith, not believing God, will get you like this. 
I don't want to be like, I ain't too hard to push over when I'm like this. All you got to do is go, whoop, and I'm backwards. But you try to push me over now. You might could, but I'm going to push back. Amen. Position yourself for potential. That's the message that we're about to unwrap right now. So hang in there. So here it's a mess. We painted the picture. Looks like it's curtains. Let's keep looking. Potential, it's possible. I'm capable. I'm well able to get out of this den. I'm well able to defeat all those grasshoppers out there. All those people out there that are coming against me in my life. This is what we see in this story. Keep looking. How do I get there? How do I get there, Pastor? Number one, say it with me. Repentance and what? A little bit louder. Number one, what? Repentance. Humility. 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 Look at your life. Look at your situation. You take responsibility for, for your part, what you got going on. Amen? Whatever you find yourself in, your unbelief is on you. You can't blame somebody for your unbelief. You can't blame somebody that hurt you. You can't blame somebody died. That's on you. If we're going to have the potential that God sees that we can have, this is the starting point. Repentance and prayer. Turn from that mess. Don't be, uh-uh, no, I'm not going to think like that. And pray to God. Not some fancy prayer. How about this one? Lord, I'm wrong. Say that with me. Lord, I'm, forgive me. Help me. I can't pray. I don't know how to pray. You're an excuse maker. I'm an excuse maker when I act like that. It's not that hard. Repent and pray. So what happened? Here they are. Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. Here it is. Say it with me. And the children of Israel did what? They what? We don't have no problem crying. The problem is crying to the Lord. Instead of crying to me, me crying to you. I get that. That's nice to cry on somebody's shoulder every once in a while, but I don't want to live on their shoulder. Do you? Amen. Cry unto the Lord, and He'll hear your prayer. Cry unto the Lord. He'll show you great and mighty things that you never knew. He'll he'll show you things that you could never believe. You'll become somebody you never even imagined you could become. Cry unto the Lord. You, don't, you have potential. You have amazing potential. So they cried unto the Lord. And these are crazy people. Without God, we're nothing. Without God, we can do what? Admit that to Him. This is step one when you want to realize your position. We're actually positioning ourselves for potential. You'll never get in that position until you repent and pray to the Lord. God, help me. God, help me. And Lord, also, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong for believing I'm not able. I'm wrong for believing that you've abandoned me, that you've forsaken me. That's not right. I'm wrong, Lord. Forgive me and help me. Help me. That's good praying right there. So what does God do that he gives it to him straight? All right. Repent and pray, and God gives it to them straight. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites, keep looking, that the Lord sent them a what? A what? A prophet. Somebody like me, different, but like me, that's standing up and telling them the truth about God. 
So they sent, the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel, which said unto them, Thus says the Lord God of, e- of Israel, I brought you up out of Egypt. I brought you forth out of the house of bondage. God's speaking, I did this all for you. And you turn your back on me? You don't believe in me? You calling me bad when I'm good? I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, out of the hand of them that oppressed you. I drove them, I drove them out before you, and I gave you their land. And you're putting your finger in my face? That's what the prophet's saying on God's behalf. And I said unto you, say it with me, I am the Lord your God. Keep reading. Fear not the, the, fear not the what? The gods. What kind of gods? Little g gods. Of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But read that last part. God's giving it to them straight. But you've what? You've not obeyed my voice. You've not obeyed my voice. In my life, when I've been hurt bad, especially the marriage thing killed me. Killed me. To feel abandoned, alone. You feel like dirt. You feel less than dirt. If some of you know what I'm talking about. It's a horrible feeling. But you know, I had to find my fault. I had to find where I was wrong. I could cry all day long about what she did. But Gary, what would you do? And you know what really the Lord, the Lord pinned on me pretty hard? I worshipped my wife. I worshipped my family, the family. And I love, I think a man ought to love his family. Amen. But guys, there's something wrong. There's something wrong when that takes the place and more of your focus than God Almighty. And God, God, he, he showed me that in my life. I wanted to take my own life. I couldn't even hear anymore that my mama loved me. Oh, I hear that now. You hear me? Yes or no? But also, I couldn't hear that God loved me. wonder how he felt. wonder how God felt about me. Here, yeah, I've gone through a bad thing, and yeah, I was hurt real bad. But listen, here's God. I'm going to take my life. I don't matter, yet he gave his son for me. He had been good to me all the days of my life. And because things, people made choices and it hurt me. But you know what? It was on me. To have faith in Him. Yes or no? Amen. And I might be losing some of you, and I don't give a hoot. I hope you can catch up with me if you can. But the bottom line is, God will give it to you straight. (laughs) When you repent and pray, He'll give it to you straight. Are you listening or not? I don't need some man sticking his finger in my face and telling me all my problems. If you do do that, at least have earned the respect to talk to me like that. Amen? And the same goes for you before you stick your finger in somebody else's face. If you do that and you feel like it's the will of God, at least to be the person that you've earned the respect to speak to him that way in a kind way, like we talked about. Amen. So the point is, is that God will tell you straight when you repent and pray. And that's what he did with them. He said, you ain't obeyed me. You ain't obeyed me. I'm the Lord your God. Don't you fear the little gods. Don't you fear that crap in your life that's happened to you. Stop it. That's what God says. Who am I? What are you making me look like? A weak God. You say you name the name of Christ, yet you cower and you get down like in a little feeble, fetal position. Get up, man. You have potential. Have I lost you? Obey my voice. 
I am the Lord. God's waiting for people who have been broken to take Him at His word. How many right now you would say, I have a testimony for the Lord. You're not bragging. You're just giving God to Christ. I have a testimony for the Lord because He helped this broken man or this broken woman. I have a testimony for the Lord. Amen. That's what we're talking about today. God uses what kind of people? That's what we're learning so far. Now, let me look. They did even mm-hmm, how you get repent and pray. Mm-hmm, God's going to tell you straight. Mm-hmm, but God's going to use me. Say that with me. God's going to use. One more time. God's going to use me. God's going to use me. And there came an angel of the Lord. Now, a lot of times when you see this in your Old Testament, that's actually a lot of smarter people than me that are theologians. But I've studied a little bit myself over the years. But these are actually appearances of Jesus before the New Testament. Not always the case, but many times that's the case. But suffice it to say, an angel of the Lord. An angel of the Lord came and sat under what kind of tree? Now, I know that's a crazy story, but you're going to be fine. Which was in Ophrah that pertained unto Joash the Abizrite. So this man named Joash and his son's name was who? Gideon. How many ever heard of Gideon? There you go. There you go. We're getting somewhere now. So this angel of the Lord appeared to this Israelite who's really in a bad way. People have come and taken everything they got pertinent. And he and his son Gideon are threshing wheat by the what? Why were they out there threshing wheat by the wine press? Not the normal position. To do what? To do what? This is a, it's a father and his adult son. They're out there trying to take care of their family. Things are so bad, they're having to hide to thrash wheat and to get the good parts they can eat just to survive and stay alive. And an angel shows up. God uses regular folk if you'll listen. I like this line. Say it with me. Even scared people have potential. Isn't that nice? Amen. You might be in a situation today. You're like, Pastor, you don't understand. I'm scared to death. I don't think I can make it. Pastor, I'm scared to death. Hey, here's the good news. Even scared people have potential. He was threshing wheat by a wine press for security reasons. That's why. They had to stay secure. The enemy was all around them. God sees and knows our potential. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, Say it with me. Say it with me. The Lord is with you. Say it. Come on. Thou mighty man of what? Can you imagine being down in the press? You ain't got nothing to eat but a little bit of a handful of wheat. Some angel shows up under a tree. Says this to you. Some of you get so down depressed by it, you'd want to pop that guy in the mouth. But he saw something. This angel of God saw something in Joash, but especially Gideon. What does valor mean, thou mighty man of valor? Here's what it means. You brave and courageous man. See, God sees that we're brave. You know that song that Mitch and the team sing, You Make Me Brave? How many remember that song they sing? You make me brave, you make me brave, you make me brave. Amen. God sees us that way. Why don't you start seeing yourself that way? God sees me as brave. God sees me as courageous. 
God sees, sees me as, as one that can, amen, say. That's good stuff. Keep looking. Gideon and we too don't know our potential, though. We don't know our potential with God's power. We think it's over. We think we got to have this all together. We got to no. This is taken now, so my life's over. It's done. I can't make it anymore. Well, the problem is you have potential with God's power. You got to know it though. Gideon said unto him, to this angel of the Lord, "Oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is this befallen us? Where be all the miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us from Egypt?" But now the Lord has forsaken us. He's delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Gideon was telling the truth. Gideon was scared. Gideon was hurting. He was alone. Even doubters, say that with me, even who? Have what? You do not have to arrive at some great status of faith for God to bless you. All you got to do, you repent. You be honest with Him. Look at your own mess. Tell the truth. And even in your doubting, you have just a little bit of belief. And God can take that little bit of belief and He can turn your world upside down. Amen. Say, just a little bit. Just a little bit. See, your little bit ain't much. But your little bit on Him is a lot. Even doubters have potential. If the Lord be with us, why has this happened? Gideon says, where are the miracles now? I don't see them. Why are we forsaken? Why are we delivered to the enemy? Push me, buddy. God says you have potential. God says you have potential. And the Lord looked upon him and said, go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? I'd be like, have you done not seen who you're talking to? I mean, I'm out by the wine press. I ain't got about this to eat. You're telling me I'm almighty man about it. Are you kidding me? Who are you talking to? God says, I'm talking to you, Jack. God says you have potential. Go in this your might, the might of the Lord. You're going to save Israel, man. Oh, he looked at it all it was. He ain't got nothing. He ain't even got a donkey left. He shot Am I not sending you? Who's sending you? I am. That's the key there. Gideon and we too still do not know our potential with God through God's power. We don't know. And he said unto him, Gideon speaking. We don't have much longer. Hang in here. And he said unto him, Oh my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Who are you talking to? Behold, my family is what? Poor. We poorer than poor. And I'm the what in my father's house. So here's the deal. You're telling me I'm going to save Israel, and we the poorest of all our tribes. I'm the poorest family. You just happen to come to the poor house today. And not only that, I'm the runt of the family. You done picked the smallest joker with the least amount of money. I ain't got nothing. And you know what God says? You're my perfect candidate. Because you ain't cocky. You ain't full of yourself. I got you right where you need to be, on the floor. I've said it for years. The floor life is not a bad life. The floor life is not a bad life. If I've been hammered down to the floor, at least I'm where I need to be. I'm, at, I'm down low, baby. I'm at his feet. And all I can do is look up, baby. But you've got to get your eyes on him. 
And he'll lift your sorry tail. I'm telling you that right now. I'm living proof. And you're surrounded by living proof this morning. How am I going to save Israel? My family's the poorest of our tribe, and I'm the weakest link in my family. Who are you talking to? I ain't got no potential. I ain't got nothing. Gideon's just being honest. It's how he feels. It's okay. Again, God says, you have what? You have potential. And the Lord said unto him, oh, read this. Surely I will, say it with me, be with you. And thou shalt smite the Midianites. This is funny as what? What in the world are you talking about? You mean little old me? Come on. This is craziness. I'll be with you. How powerful is that? How powerful is that? I'll be with you. How many of you look back and that's all you had? Let me see. That's all you had. That's all you had was God was going to be with you. That's all you had. That's all you had. You didn't realize it. It's all you need. That's the way God spoke to me in my life. Gary, I love that you love your wife, love your family. I love all that. But at the end of the day, son, you don't need anybody but me. You don't need anybody but me. You can, sh- you can share your life with them. You can love your family, your children. But at the end of the day, son, you got me. I'm enough. Did you hear me? You'll defeat the enemy. And you'll do it as one man. What does that mean? Team effort. Say that with me. Come on. Team effort or unity. We need each other, guys. I don't need church. I can go to the beach and sit there and hum. Here's the problem. We ain't at the beach with you. You need us. I need you. You know when I come here on Sunday morning, I feel loved. I got zero personal relationship problems with anybody in this church. None. Poll preachers in America and see if they can say that. None. I believe every one of you love me, and if you don't love me, you don't know me yet. Did you know Charles? Are you here, Charles? Where you at, Charles? Are you in the audience, Charlie? Where you at, Charlie? When I went through my pain, would you stand up, Charles? Stand up and wave at everybody. Right there, Charles. Charles Whitmock is in the house. The Charles Whitmock. When I was in my pain, the very day that I was devastated and hurt so bad, I think it was the very next day, that young man was in my car with me. And he hurt so bad for me. And he said to me, Everybody in this town loves you. And those that don't know you, don't love you don't know you yet. The day after, God brought me a little prophet named Charles Whitmock. Is that the truth or not? That's huge, man. You can make it. You have potential. God is with you. That's really all you need, man. Potential starts with a positive what? God's okay with you ifing some. He's not okay with you effing. Excuse my language. He's not okay with that. He's not okay with that. That's what we do in life. God's not okay with that, but He's okay with you ifing because He understands what you've gone through. 
But he's not okay with you cussing your life, with you damning your life, with you thinking you're nothing. His son didn't waste his blood on that cross. And he's not cutting you any slack. But he understands what pain is. He made you. He knows that. But look at what he did. And he said unto him, If now I've found grace in your sight. Here's Gideon. If now. He didn't run away from Gideon because he said if. If I've found grace in your sight, then show me a sign that you're talking with me. Because I can't even believe it even though I'm hearing you. Don't leave me. Don't leave me, Gideon says. I pray thee until I come unto thee. I'm going to bring you, I'm going to bring you a present. And Gideon says, and I'm going to set it before you. And he said, I'll tarry. I'm not going to leave you. And God's saying that to us. I'm not going to leave you in your mess. And so Gideon, what happened? This if thing, if I found grace, show me a sign. I'll get it started. I'm going to bring you a present. I love this stuff. Gideon did what he said he would do. You have potential, but you're not going to get there lying to God. A lot of people do. They put out a little fleece before God and they do whatever, blah, 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 and then they just leave him and they never were serious to begin with. They just want their tail out of a jam. God's looking for people who are brave and courageous. He knows you are. And Gideon went in and made ready a kid. Now, here's a guy who ain't got nothing to eat. They pour his dirt. What does he do? He takes what he has. That lamb. He makes unleavened cakes of an path of flour and flesh. He puts it in a basket. He brings broth in a pot. He brought it out to that angel of the Lord who looks just maybe like a regular person. He doesn't know. Somebody special. He brings it unto this one and presents it to him under that oak tree. God shows his power. And the angel of God said unto him, Take the flesh and the unleavened cakes, lay them upon this rock. What? Pour out the broth. Huh? I made that for you. We're going to pour it out. Then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of his staff that was in his hand. He touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Hello? Is that Amber Alert? Okay, well, we're probably going to have like 1,900 of them. That's okay. I'll stay steady. And there rose up fire out of that rock and consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord did what? Whoop! He was gone. What we learned today, let's learn real quick at the end. Gideon got a glimpse of his own potential. Gideon got a glimpse of his own potential. He did something for the Lord, just a simple thing. But he did something and he kept his word and he did it. He got his own potential with God's power. And when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. Gideon was a changed man because he realized you are the Lord God. He realized I have seen God. Now, guys, I'm not going to say you're going to see God. But you can if you want to. Amen. You can see God if you want to. Not, not, no, not like face to face. I saw Jesus last night. No, no. But you can see God in your mess. That's why you need to be in the Word. You need to hide God's Word in your heart. How do you even know God if you see Him if you don't even know His Word? Amen. Say, 
How can you know the Holy Spirit, the living God, if, if you're not communicating and walking with Him? But you can see the Lord. I, I never thought through my mess, in different times in my life, I never saw God like, ooh, here I am, Gary. But boy, I've had a few times in my life where the Lord spoke to my heart. I'm with you. I love you. You belong to me. You can make it. Amen? Those, those, those whispers from the Lord. And I'm not trying to be kooky here with you. It's a fact. It's a fact. God is there. He believes in you. And you can make it. God began dealing with Gideon's weakness. And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto you, fear not. You're not going to die. So he says, Peace to you. This was a man who didn't have much peace in his life. Why? You can't blame him. Don't fear. Why wouldn't they? are everywhere. You're not going to die. Oh, say this with me. This is one of my favorite lines in the whole message. Say it with me. You're going to... Say it loud. You're going to... One more time. You're going to make it, man. One more time. You're going to make it, man. That's what God's saying to us today. You're going to make it, man. With me. Potential. Now, we're going to keep looking at Gideon's life as we go through this message series, okay? But I think we've laid the groundwork today. Are you hearing me? Position for potential. Position for potential. Gideon worshipped the Lord, and Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord. He called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day, it's an Ophrah of the Abizrites. He built an altar, and he called it this. Say it with me. If you're going to realize your potential, you've got to start right there. You and God can't be at odds. Say that with me. Me and God can't be at odds. One more time, it rhymes. Me and God can't be at odds. He believes in me. I must believe in him. And when you do that, you're going to have that peace with God. I'm not saying it's all going to get better right now. No, we got we got to we got to keep we got to keep working. But what I'm saying, repent, pray to Him, realize He used regular folks just like you, the poorest of the poor, the run of the family. With God, all things are possible. Remember, even if you're doubting, God uses. The faith of scared people and even doubters. Amen? You do your part. Be honest. Don't make rash vows. Gideon brought like he said he would do. Don't lie to God. Worship Him. Worship Him right now in your mess that said you're no good. You can't make it. It's over. I can't live. You worship Him right down there in the dirt. Amen? And you make that peace with God. Amen? And let's see if it doesn't get pretty good. Are you hearing me, yes or no? You're going to see some odd numbers. If you don't know the story of Gideon, you're going to see it next week. God can do some crazy math in your life. Amen? He can do some crazy math in your life to show you that you're something special. Amen? Let's praise Him for His Word. i got to quit, though. It's late. Amen? Thank you, Raj. Thank you, buddy. Amen? Praise the Lord!